Good morning, it's Monday, December 24, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Gunmakers use leverage in Connecticut. Search for deal in fiscal impasse turns to the Senate, and critics fight proposed Russian adoption ban. In today's national headlines, NRA says it would fight gun restrictions, and Senator Inouye remembered in Washington. In today's financial headlines, buying back Greek debt rewarded hedge funds, Windows 8 sales disappoint in a shaky PC market, and last-minute shoppers have a muted spirit. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, and a roundup from the sports page, along with the opinions of New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled Gunmakers Use Leverage in Connecticut, reported by Ray Rivera and Allison Lee Cowan. Gun owners packed a hearing room in the Connecticut Capitol, vowing to oppose a bill that would require new markers on guns so that they're easier to trace. One after another, they testified that the technology called micro-stamping was flawed and would increase the cost of guns. But the witness who commanded the most attention in Hartford that day in 2009 was a representative of one of Connecticut's major employers, the Colt Manufacturing Company, the Gunmaker. The Colt executive Carlton Chen said the company would seriously consider leaving the state if the bill became law. You would think that the Connecticut government would be in support of our industry, Chen said. Soon, Connecticut lawmakers shelved the micro-stamping bill and they've declined to take it up since. Now, in the aftermath of the school massacre at Newtown, lawmakers are formulating a series of new gun control measures saying the state must serve as a national model for a new crackdown. But the failed effort to enact the micro-stamping measure shows how difficult the climate has been for gun control in state capitals. The firearm companies have played an important role in defeating these measures, by repeatedly warning that they will close factories and move jobs if new state regulations are approved. The companies have issued such threats in several states, especially in the Northeast, where gun control is more popular. But their views have particular resonance in Connecticut, a cradle of the American gun industry. Gun control advocates have long viewed Hartford, the capital, as hospitable terrain, because Connecticut is a relatively liberal state and has more gun restrictions than most states. Democrats control both houses of the legislature. Yet lawmakers in Hartford did more than shelve the micro-stamping bill in 2009. They also declined to push a bill last year that would have banned high-capacity ammunition magazines, the very accessory used by Adam Lanza to kill 26 people, including 20 children, at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown. In Connecticut, the United Automobile Workers, which represents Colt workers, has testified against restrictions. The union's arguments were bolstered last year when Marlin Firearms, a leading manufacturer of rifles, closed a factory in Connecticut that employed more than 200 people. Marlin cited economic pressures, not gun regulation, for the decision, but representatives of the gun industry have said the combination of the two factors could spur others to move. Financially, the gun companies and their employees in Connecticut have exerted influence by donating to national groups, especially the National Rifle Association, which have in turn helped Connecticut gun rights groups, according to interviews and financial records. 
but it appears that in Hartford the companies are relying largely on economic arguments. Their strategy has been led by the industry's trade group, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which happens to have its national headquarters in Newtown, a few miles from the site of the shootings.